Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. Friendshipping is sponsored by Overcast, an independent podcast app that embraces the open world of podcasting instead of locking it down. No exclusives, no premium content, no paywalls, just a great podcast app for everybody. Get it for free in the App Store. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshipping. And the theme this week is... Um, when your friend, when your friends want to trap you in their MLM net. Oh, like a like a jewelry party. Yeah, oh, Tupperware, no etc. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. So, listeners, listen, we have a, a joy here for you t- in the studio today. You know, at the end of our podcast, we always do a long and le- list of thank yous at the end. And our podfather and audio daddy, Alex Cox, is here in the studio with us today. Alex is not listening. Is Alex listening? Yes, I am. Great. Hey, welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, Alex. Great to have you. Thank you. I can play Pokemon Go and listen at the same time. That's great. But do you want to? It sounds like you you just want to play Pokemon Go. Oh, no. This is great because then I don't actually need to listen in my podcast app of choice, Overcast. I get to experience the real thing. (laughs) I was going to say, maybe you should just just do Pokemon Go and ignore us so you can hear the better edited version when Ian's done with it. Yeah, I kind of think I think that's a better better mm-hmm. call. Alex, do you want to plug anything while you're on our show? Yeah, anything you want the world to know about? I feel like your podcast could use a few more listeners. Yeah, not. Actually, no, 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 not that podcast, but if you listen to the new show, my spouse and I have, Two-Headed Girl, we'd really appreciate it. And if you don't like it, don't tell anybody you don't like it, but if you do, pass the word along. Thank you. Jen if you and I, if you don't like it, you're canceled. Jen and I had the exact same reaction when you said that. We both <laughs> turned to each other I open our mouths slightly in a big cheerleader-esque smile. Ah! Like if you say wah and make yeah. a smile, yeah. that's what and it was. Show all of your teeth. Every tooth you have. <laughs> Each tooth is of a token of appreciation. Trin. Jen. I feel like it's important the audience knows that we hung out yesterday at your house. Yeah. Can I talk about your cat for a moment? Which one? The one you don't like as much. Orange one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So like so, FYI, everyone, I do I do love both of my cats equally. I didn't, that, yeah, <laughs> I didn't for a long time. But me and the orange disaster have like you know he's special to me. But yes, t- please. Oh, it was just delightful that um, you made him come out to see me at the yeah. end. But you you wrinkled you wrinkled a little treat bag and he, and we heard a thump and you're like oh he's jumping down from the closet from the top from of the, the closet. top of the closet. Yeah. He sleep you're like he sleeps up there. So he came wandering out and kind of eyed me a little bit. And then he rolled around on the floor, and I also rolled around on the floor next to him, he and we, we kind of interacted with each other. That was good. And you were telling me about some of his behaviors and how uh, he participates in uh, male toxic masculinity sometimes. Oh, he does. Yeah. You can't pet him from above. He, from above, yeah. He has yeah. to be on. He has, he has to, to be, be the top, top dog, so to so, speak. So when he rolls around on the ground, like you might think he wants you to touch his belly. That is not what he wants. Because Wrong. He will hurt you. <laughs> what he wants is for you to slide your hand beneath his face and scratch him in a, in a very specific way. Otherwise, he's like you're. You're trying to take over. Yeah. You're it, trying to be king of the mountain. Yeah, I'm king of the shit mountain. Yeah. 
And I loved him so much. And uh, despite that, you and I decided that because of his behavior, we canceled him. And we we, ca- we went, you're canceled, you're canceled, you're canceled. And then he ran away. And then he ran away. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, we dragged you on the internet yeah. as though I didn't really do that. But I have actually. You have actually done that. Yeah, I actually, I made an account that I haven't used in a while, Boogers the Cat. I love where that I account. dragged him on the internet for months at a time. He's not good. But we finished, we, well, we didn't finish our book. We have our, we hit our word count. We hit our word count. So a book will be made by us. Yes. Eventually. What I was saying to my partner was like, so no matter what, a book is definitely going to happen. Hell yes. Because if we turned in the these like, you know, tens of thousands of words, because this is basically like our shit draft that we're going to take a month to like go through or whatever. Yes. But if we handed this off to our editors, they could technically probably make this into a book. A book could be made. Right. As of yesterday like a good one maybe not we're never we never said this book would be good yeah folks we said that the book would be made yeah and that's what we're gonna do by us but we never at any point promised you would like it yeah we didn't say it was that it wasn't even in our contract it, like <laughs> i looked it wasn't it didn't say the book had to be good like it doesn't even say anything like write to the best of your ability yeah. or use good words or Bust do your best, <laughs> use a thesaurus, hustle. make it worth people's time to pick up and read. Nope. Nope. And we are delivering. We set the bar pretty high for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, I have been enjoying writing this book, mostly because just like anything else we do, it's another opportunity to hang out. I know. I know. My favorite thing is uh, coming across one of your extremely uh, extremely well thought out metaphors. I'll be like, oh, I never would have thought of that. And my second favorite thing about the book is when you forget that you wrote a funny joke and you're like, that's <laughs> hilarious, Jen. And I'm like, I'm glad you like it because you wrote that. I that, that does keep happening to a point that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm sorry. I won't point it out anymore. No, no, no. I want you to keep complimenting okay, me. Because it is a compliment every time I'm like, actually, guess who wrote that? I, I mean, like, I, went, I want everyone to be nice to me all the time and to tell me that I'm funny. Like, don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, my favorite thing about writing the book is uh, so we have we have a very good back and forth of like we're both obviously writing the book, but I'm more of a vomiter mm-hmm. than Jen is. Jen is much more structured and I'm very like, OK, I'm just going to throw all this in here. And even the bad stuff, I'm sure Jen will find a way to use or toss. And every now and again, I'll make a metaphor about Jen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I love you drop in some really funny compliments that surprise me. Like one th- like you <laughs> You wrote the other day, like, maybe you were a really funny and hot person, like Jen. And I was like, Trin, I can't make it. Oh, I remember that. that. Was so adorable. It was a nice little surprise. It was, um, uh, what we were talking about uh, people whose friends, they were like, oh, all my friends constantly get crushes on me. And it's usually actually that person's fault for, like, instigating those feelings right. if, it's, if it's a constant thing. Right. And I was like, well, maybe it could be that you're like this or it could be you're just naturally hot and charming like Jen. And like, Very sweet. I can't, I can't blame you for that. Yeah. It's great to open a Word document, get ready to edit and be like, oh, there's a couple of compliments for me in here. Jen, how's, how's things? How's the possum? How's the puppy? How's oh, the poop cr- situation? Thank you for how's asking. Your coral-colored sweater that is just bringing out your old highlights? Thank you. Uh, and my gray hairs. So I need to get my hair cut. I need, I need to get my hair cut. You're always your most harsh critic. The first thing I saw was your cute sweater. Thank you. I, uh, possum seems to have uh, moved on to her summer home, maybe her winter home perhaps. Haven't seen her in a couple, couple days. But we always know when she's back based on Mavi's behavior. Like, she'll run over to where the possum is. The possum is behind a fence, so or was behind a fence, so Mavi can't reach possum. But she will growl and sit by the fence all day and wait for possum to do something. <laughs> uh, so Mavi will go check that spot, and we can tell immediately by Mavi's behavior if the possum is there or not. 
Edna. Edna, yeah. And then, you know, I'll yell up to my partner who's in the house, guess who's back? Edna's here. <laughs> Edna's here. Edna made a return. But uh, no Edna. No Edna for the last couple of days. I hope she's moved on to uh, somewhere with maybe less dogs around. Oh, uh, yeah. That, yeah. I mean, that seems like a wise move for her, yeah. if possible. Kind of miss her. She's a, she's a big girl. She's Beasy. a big girl, that okay. Edna. Compare her to your standard loaf of bread that you get. Oh, that's actually a perfect comparison. Really? She's the size of a loaf of bread? She's pretty long, yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I know. Like, that's also chonky. Yeah, chonky, yeah. And um, we don't know if she's sleeping, playing dead, or actually dead half the time, (laughs) except that she does leave and come back. So we're like, well, something's going on. This is probably the same possum. If if, (laughs) if possums are circling out, like an an Airbnb, that would... (laughs) But for death. Yeah, that would be incredible. Um, So far, we think it's just... Possum, but I don't know. You know what's funny is Mavi probably knows. Huh. She probably knows this possum's whole story and she just can't fucking tell us. Anyway, um, let's move on. Oh, Edna. Edna. Okay. Size of bread. Size of bread, I would say. Um, yeah, I miss her. Miss her little little nose, her little weird uh one time uh weird beady. Uh, one time eyes. she found some Nutella and uh my husband described the sound of her eating nutella as disturbing <laughs> Wait, so like an actual like, tub a of nutella. jar of nutella no. was in her little snack hole no she had her head in it and there was thump john my partner described it as thumping oh. and, I, and he like peeked over to make I sure mean, like, and I've, she was she i was, have felt that i way know about i was like you know what i get it yeah. i get it yeah and i was kind of like i'm hungry for nutella and then the next morning i made oatmeal with nutella <laughs> Isn't that funny that seeing a, po- a garbage possum eat Nutella made me hungry for Nutella? So a, a possum can be as garbage as they come and still have really good ideas. And that's a lesson for us all. <laughs> um, should we do the question? Wait, one last thing. Oh, my goodness. You met my snails. Oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot this. I uh, met Trin's snails, met the big boys, yes. met the little damn boys, who the babies, the babies. who are... Smaller than you can even imagine. Yeah, like I, I say they're small, but pe- I don't think people really get. No, it. I certainly didn't. Like if you had a word document open right now and you typed a period, like just typed one single period in like twelve point font. Yeah, that's probably still too big. I, I'd say that like a period's about right. Yeah, yeah, they're about this because you can see them with the naked eye, but you don't know what they are. Unless yeah, they just like little glass. specks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I took out a bunch of the babies. And I, <laughs> I doused them with water in hopes that I would anger them and wake them up. They did not. But Jen did get to see Mary and Pippin, yeah. who are two of my favorites now. Trin sprayed them, and then they woke up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they yawned and stretched, and were like, what? We were napping. I have only, so I have six large snails, and only three of them are named. And one of them, Lizzo, her name keeps changing. She's the largest of the snails and has a gold tip because I painted it with nail polish and she's beautiful. And then there's Mary and Pippin. And the only reason that they're named is because they have really distinct patterns and they're always together and they are always almost having sex. Always. Yeah. There's but tension there. I And I think probably part of it is they like, you know, if I'm there, they don't want to. And I just respect that. Yeah. They're like, well, let's wait till our room is empty. Hint, hint, hint. But I've walked in on more than one. <laughs> you walked in on an almost threesome. Fired. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. No, it's wonderful. Well, here's the thing. Like, I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable with my snail sex. I just want to be honest about what goes on when you are a snail owner. I would say our listeners are not only enthusiastic about your, what you describe your snails doing, I think they would be angry if you left out any details. Thanks, listeners. That makes me happy. <laughs> Based on the reaction that we've been getting lately. 
Speaking of pushing your friend's boundaries. Oh, yeah. We have a question that I'm, I'm actually pretty excited to answer. I think it's going to be pretty straightforward. And most of that is because you've reached two people who have the exact same opinion on this. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see yeah. what, how this goes. Do you want to read it? I love reading it. Jen, thank you for the honor. How do I get my friends to leave me alone about Arbonne? Or Arbonne? I don't Arbonne? know. Arbonne? Arbonne? Arboning? I'm going to say Arbonne because it reminds me of Argonne Laboratory. Nice. A little background just in case. Arbonne is a cosmetics company that utilizes multi-level marketing, MLM, to sell the products. MLM is a marketing strategy where a non-salaried referral-based workforce sells the product directly to the consumer. Sellers earn commission off of their sales as well as the sales of people in their network. This means that someone who sells for Arbonne makes a commission off of what they sell, but if they recruit someone else to sell Arbonne too, they make a commission on that person's sales as well, putting a big emphasis on recruitment. If you map it out, it looks like a triangle. I think it kind of looks like a pyramid, but my friends insist it's not a pyramid scheme. I wonder why. <laughs> uh, I just want to uh, side in and say this, ma- this makeup stuff is very similar to like jewelry parties and Tupperware parties that we see perhaps more often in our area. Is it um, Mary Mary Kay makeup is that a brand? It is. I yeah. don't know what their situation is oh, okay. though, because there's a lot of like like Mary Kay ladies, but like some people actually make it like a real career. Oh, okay. From what I understand, yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyway, this was a really good description of like how these things work. Anyhow, I have at least three friends all trying to sell me products, or worse, trying to get me to sell Arbonne too. I've never purchased anything from any of them, and I have consistently made it clear that I am not interested. One of these friends has been trying to get me to sell the stuff for two years. It's getting to the point where I dread text messages from them because it's a good chance it's about fucking Arbonne. (laughs) I love this person. How do I tell them that I am unquestionably not interested in buying or selling Arbonne? And please stop asking me about it. Thanks, pronouns she, her. Oh, man, you have every right to be annoyed. This yeah. is super fucking annoying. It really is. Like, I uh, I have been... Jen, what kinds of these parties have you been to? I've been to jewelry parties. I've been to the end of a sex toy party because I did not want to go to the <laughs> yeah, whole thing. So you slipped in at the end. Well, so it was a bachelorette party. Oh, which, right. Which, like, I hate yeah. that. Right. And then, they, <laughs> and then they turned it into, like, a, a thing where people sell, sell stuff. Yeah. yeah. It started off as a, like, let me make you feel really bad and insecure about how you do a blowjob and then sell you things. Oh, yeah. You told me about this. That's fucking horrible. Like, they had people have, like, worksheets where they, like, took notes and stuff. And I was like, this is this is ridiculous. So ostensibly, like, this person was talking about a penis, you know? Yeah, like, and, and only penises? And there only wasn't penises. any advice about anything else to about do sexually? Any, nice, yeah, great. no. For, this is for the hetero... Straights only. So not only that, but also, like, the penis is, like, one of the easiest things to deal with in the world. Yeah, and if you can't deal with it, who cares? Yeah, like, touch it if you want. Don't touch it if you don't. It kind of tells you when it's ready. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, like, have you ever cooked shrimp? <laughs> it, it curls up into a C when yeah. it's done. The penis does something similar. It's like a tea kettle. If it gets hot enough, it'll yell at you. <laughs> and, and just like a tea kettle, when it's when it's finished, it'll scream. <laughs> I hate this. I hate this. We're leaving all of this in. Oh, man. Uh, yes. Okay. So ultimately, this is not about penises. What this is about is about, it's about money and it's about obligation and these businesses are capitalizing off of the fact that your friends need extra money because the world is bad and like that's what we all need. And they're capitalizing off of everybody's relationships. So 
we can talk about how to handle this. Or we can talk about how maybe you, you we can give you some options. And we're going to keep in mind that we don't want you to be classist or mean about their job. Because yes. I really doubt they like this job. I do too. I mean, this isn't a fun job. Like, bothering people can't possibly be a fun job. Maybe they genuinely think it's, like, worthwhile. But you are operating on the same amount of information they have. And they are choosing to still do the job and bother you. But they're asking for your time, energy, opinion over and over and over again. They're ignoring your preferences. And that is infuriating. And we won't take away from that. We just want to remember that someone, I don't know how this particular company works, but it sounds like they have pretty strict quotas. They don't, I googled it, did a quick Google search and doesn't look like they make, they certainly wouldn't make enough money to pay rent in the city I live in. Yeah. And I mean, like they're, I am really glad you are here, Jen, today as always, because I was really mad about this question. And I was just like, tell them to stop. This is about boundaries, consent, all this stuff. But you're totally right. Like, you you have to see this from the perspective of like, if they see this as a job, and they're about to miss their quota, or they can't get this like bonus or whatever. Yeah, well, it is still about listening and consent and boundaries. It's just also about their their perspective is if they don't send this text, what if they don't make rent? Right, right, right. Um, and the situation could be very different. It could be that these are all very rich people who just need something to do and are bored, you know? <laughs> I doubt it because yeah. that's not usually how these things work. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, the, the asker will obviously know which one it is. So what do we want to do? Do we want to talk about like scripts or? Yeah, I would be curious what the conversation has looked like, what this person has said to, because it sounds like they've already said some hard no's. Yeah. And they said, one of these friends has been trying to get me to sell the stuff for two years. That's so that long. Is, that is, that's too long. Nothing yeah. except friendshiping in our podcast should be over two years long. Yeah. I also, well, I saw that and I was like, well, I wonder if it's that they asked once and then we're like, okay, enough time has passed. So I'm going to ask again. Or if they forgot. Or if they forgot. Because maybe they're asking every single person in their phone and they didn't, they didn't like follow up correctly or Which I don't know. Is bad behavior. It but is. It's also the behavior of someone who's a little desperate. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay. To be clear, the asker is totally right to feel frustrated. I am frustrated on your behalf because there is no world in which I would be okay with this. Mm-hmm. Like, I would be like, I, I probably would have blocked them by now, to be honest. And Jen, I like what you said about, like, thinking about actually, like, the words that were said and the tone of the conversations that have already happened. Like, if you've been jokey about this, like, I'll never sell the argon, you know, like, just, like, being silly or something like that. Uh, I put my foot down. Like, if you're silly, then they're going to take this as silly, and they will assume that you don't mean it. When you're really trying to use humor to lighten the mood, uh, put your foot down and don't use humor. Yeah. And, you know, they are given tactics. They are told to anticipate your no. Yes. And they're told to get around it. Yes. They shouldn't do that. That's bad behavior. But that's also the directions they're getting from management. Yeah. Once again, how capitalism uh, makes us push our interpersonal relationships and ignores uh, other people's feelings and boundaries. Yep. It's not, a, it's not a system that is designed to make you healthy and happy, that's for sure. So, okay. So if we want to say no to someone, wait, can I be the bad guy this time? Absolutely. Oh, thanks. So do we want to do it texting, like, like beep boop beep boops or in person? Let's or how do, do we... beep boop beep boops. Okay. Beep boop beep boop. Jen, uh, our bond is having a special right now. Ruin three friendships, get three friendships free. And I want to bring you into this. Oh, hey, Tiffany. Um, no, not interested in Ar- Arbon. Jen, I am saving up for my college education, and I feel like 
you could support me in our bonding. So here's the wrong way to do it. If I were to go, oh, okay, tell me about it. Or um, that sounds great. Um, I wish I could help. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't say you wish you could help. Say uh, instead, what do you think, Trin? You know, this isn't the first time you've asked me about Arbonne, and the answer is no. I like that. Still no. Consider the topic close. This is, we've talked about this before. It's not going to work. What, is there anything, boop, boop, beep, boop, is there anything I can do to change your mind? Um, no. What no, if I not in this you, case, no. So this person is obviously, like, going over yeah. the edge, but let's, let's keep going for a little while. Yeah. What if I sent you some free samples? I feel like, so now I'm being more serious about this. Mm-hmm. What if I sent you some free samples and uh, you, uh, so you can understand that these are, are effective products that I personally use? Oh, um, thank you for the offer. But I'm still going to say no, I don't need any, any free products from Arbonne. Mm. I really appreciate you reaching out uh, again, yet again. Do you, though? No, I don't, but I'm being polite. So I would say don't say that. Yeah, don't be dishonest here. Yeah. Uh, here's, here's the bottom line. I think this is what you say. You say, hey, uh, please don't make me say no yet again. Yeah. Don't make me say no in new exciting ways. Um, I'm always happy to hear from you, but I'm never happy to hear from you about this topic. I oh, really wish yes. that we could be friends without this coming up again. Yeah, that's so good. Consider the topic closed, subjects off limits. I'm not going to answer next time you bring up Arbon. Yeah, I feel like making really clear what this is doing. Like, when you ask me this again, I know, I know that oh, when you do this, then I feel this. Like, again, yeah. we know this is cheesy, but it's only cheesy because it actually, like, works. It works. It's right. effective. When you ask me about Arbon, it makes me feel like you are just mass texting everybody and this conversation is not personal with me and you. I want to be friends with you, but I can't have it based on me saying no to your pyramid scheme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is a hard no. You can literally say that. This is a hard pass. Yeah. Not going to change my mind. You can literally say it would be incorrect to assume I'm going to change my mind about this. Yeah. It would be incorrect to assume I could be talked into this. These are hard no's for sure. But nothing else has worked so far. Just saying things like, um, I want you to know that this is now negatively impacting our friendship. Yes, yes. Like your, your continued persistent actions have consequences and they are making me feel upset. I'm uncomfortable that you still consider me part of your Rolodex for this when yeah. I've said no already. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks because, like, I mean, the answer is to just say no really, really hard. And nobody wants to do that because it's the worst thing in the world. And it feels really bad when you give a hard no and they keep going anyway, which a listener, it may, that may have already happened. You may have done all of these things and they're still asking you about this. And in that case, I got to wonder how close you are as friends. Because, like, there's not a universe in which my friends would, would make me do this. My close friends, you know, there's definitely uh, a a universe where people ask me to do things I don't want to do. Uh, but like my, my top three, like Trin, you would never persistently ask me to participate in something that I didn't want to be part of. No. That's just like, that's not, that's, not a, a, a dy- that's not a dynamic that's a good springboard for long connections. So I wonder how close you are to these friends. I wonder what their life situations are, because this is very unusual behavior, even for MLMs. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if there's some kind of like extra brainwashing that they do or something like that. Or if maybe it's just so common that now it seems like a small ask because everybody does Arbonne. Right. You know, everybody's got a friend who does Arbonne. Well, I mean, I don't know anybody, but, you know, I know lots of people who do like jewelry parties and Tupperware parties and all that stuff. And like, I've never enjoyed going to those. Right. It's just a, it's just an opportunity for us gals to get together. You don't have no obligation to buy anything. Like, we're just going to have snacks. And it's just like, n- no, there's a catalog yeah. out. Fuck that. Fuck that. Yeah. 
you know, it sucks that you have to change your behavior in this situation because you are not the problem here. But you have to be stricter than you ever have. You have to, um, I want to say stop responding to these people, but that's not going to keep them away. Right. 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 That's not going to stop the Facebook invites or the emails or the texts or whatever it is. I mean, I feel like I want the, the asker to say something like, as a friend, I need you to remember my preferences here. Like, as a friend, I need you to remember the next time you're sending out these asks that I don't want this. Otherwise, you are prioritizing this over how I feel, and I don't like that. Yeah, I mean, f- real friends, Trin, we've said this before, real friends don't want to make you feel bad. Yeah. Real friends, I mean, so we talk about, you know, ask versus guest culture a lot. Like, you know, um, about, and if you're not familiar, I'm not going to run through it again. It's just like a system of, you know, sometimes some people feel very comfortable asking for favors because they don't feel sad when they get a no. And some people feel terrible about asking favors because they they are so stressed out about receiving a no. Yeah. So yep. these these people who keep asking, clearly they don't think your no's are important. They just think like, oh, it's no for now. Yep. Um, and whether that's like the way that you're talking or the way that they're acting, it doesn't really matter. Like the the Arbon friends should be listening to you. They should have their listening hats on. It makes sense why they don't because capitalism and because this is a difficult situation. But unfortunately, to make your life easier, you will have to do the groundwork of saying like, this is wrong because I don't like this because and these are the consequences that are going to happen if you keep bringing this up because I am uncomfortable. Yeah, they are operating under the, the false belief that your no is temporary. They are led to believe that they are surely taught in their workplace. So when people say no, which they definitely will, here's how to get around their no. Yeah. And that is really unfortunate. And it sucks that they are taking that to heart. Obviously, we wish they had better boundaries and better different jobs. But it's not that we want them to have better jobs or different jobs. It's that we what we want is for them to leave you alone about this. Right, right. Well, uh, what else other than like saying no? I I mean, how do you close the door? How do you lock the door from these people, so to speak? I mean, I don't know that there's one way to do it. I just think it's a matter of if you feel like somebody is prioritizing their (laughs) multi-level marketing scheme over the way that you feel, over your boundaries, over consent, if people are forgetting your answers and not treating you like a person, they're treating you like a customer, like that's not a friendship. That sucks. And those, I hate to say it, but those friends are not right now deserving of your time until they extricate themselves from this pyramid scheme. I really agree. And I know that sucks to hear. But like, I think the asker knows that too. Yeah. You know, other people might find something in this question, even if it's not an MLM exactly. Remember like forever ago, we had this question. There was someone that was like, my friend uh, knows that I'm interested in amateur photography and he is a photographer and he keeps trying to sell me all of his old gear. Oh, I remember that. Do you remember that? I do. And uh, we had, a, I think, a similar answer to this one, which was like, you got to, here's the soft no, here's the hard no. And the problem is the same, which is my friends are treating me like customers that they'll never see again and don't care about. Yes. That's so gross. Yeah. I mean, I like the I like the words like I need you to treat me like a friend instead of a customer. Yes. I am never going to be a customer. Yeah. And I also like I think it's important to also get on the level of, you know, reminding yourself that for them, you saying no is not as stressful. You know, I think that you also have to say like, it stresses me out that I have to say no over and over again because I don't think that they get that. 
Like anybody who asks you multiple times must not understand how stressful it is to be in the position to turn somebody down, especially somebody that you love. Yeah. I mean, they're taught that your no is a maybe and an eventually yes. Yeah. It's I mean, like I in my first sales job, they gave us like a worksheet about like how to answer all these different like no's. Yeah. Isn't that gross? Yes, it is. Yeah. And like I get it. I, we get it. OK, like that's how capitalism operates. That's how that's how a lot of businesses like that's like their business model, whatever. But this is a friendship. OK. Yeah. And uh, those systems, we don't have to abide by them. Yeah. Bummer, man. This is a bum bum Yeah. Please give us an update. I am so curious how this will go. Yeah. If it's still going on. Oh, my God. Yeah. These oh. are bonds. They need to. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I don't want to end the conversation on a downer. Uh, yeah, let's um, not end on a I downer. I do want to say once again, excellent description of a multi-level marketing scheme. This is such a dis- good description that I wonder if you got it from Wikipedia. I, you know what, I thought that too, but I'm not going to Google it because I just want to believe that the asker is just a really good writer. And even if you did get it from Wikipedia, you saved us the job of defining MLM, and you did a great job. Thank you. Know you know what? Damn right. Damn right. No need to cite your sources here at FriendshipingPodcast.com. We never do. <laughs> we never have. Actually, we do. <laughs> we try to. Well, like every time, I, I like I remember one time uh, James made a great joke, and then I said it just like in context and friendshiping, and I was like that. That was an original from James T. Green. Oh, yeah. Well, nothing okay. Nothing makes me angrier than people using my comedy. Like they say <laughs> my joke and then say it a little bit louder. Oof. Oof. Oh, the, all, the men that do that? The men that do that. Don't you fucking dare. Oh, let's not talk about the men. What else is going on that is interesting to talk about? Oh, wait, something in pop culture happened. What? Oh, Jen, I wanted to bring up something happy. Oh, and what is instead, it? So this is what happened. So Ellen DeGeneres went to a baseball game with George Bush. What? I don't know why. How? Everyone's what? mad about it. And uh, and I retweeted something like that somebody had tweeted that was like, uh, hey, the upper class has class uh, solidarity. Do you? Question mark, which I thought was good mm-hmm. um, because, uh, you know, that sucks. And. A couple of people got up in my mentions. They were like, I feel like we should be a lot angrier about like war crimes than this. And I was just like, well, here's the thing, buddy. It's not of this or that. Yeah, it's not of this or that. It's that, uh, you know, if we consider Ellen to be like, you know, a a good ally uh, on the front of, you know, LGBT rights and things like that, that's great. But she is hanging out with an actual war criminal. So like we have to consider the fact that like, why is she okay with that? You know, Uh, I think it's okay to be mad at Ellen. I do too. Yeah. yeah. To be clear, like I would be pissed off. Yeah, yeah. that's fucking. I am. I am. I mean, I don't. I don't have enough energy to spare for uh, a rich white lady. Yeah. Like Ellen was never like one of my top faves or yeah. anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Like so, I'm not like you know v- livid. Yeah, but no, I can. I can also be angry about uh, the who she chooses to spend time with publicly. Yeah. Because you know, it's not like they were. Not that I would like her to like go uh, pro- have a drink with him privately, right. but. Uh, this is obviously uh, to get attention. And why Why would you want attention for reaching across the aisle to that fucking moron? That's the thing. is like, okay, people people are always like, oh, I reach across the aisle. I got friends in, in all the aisles. And it's just like some aisles you don't need to be friends with. Some aisles are bad with filled with poison people. Yeah. I mean, are you debating like uh, rent control with your friends? Uh, maybe that's reaching across the aisle. If if your friend is a racist, that's, you don't reach across the aisle. Yeah. Unless it's to slap them across the face. Yeah. Jen, I am mad and I forgot. So this is what happened. This is the order of events that occurred. 
I had this interaction on Twitter and then we started recording friendshipping. Oh. And I was going to be like, I'm so mad, Jen. Let me talk about this. But then we started talking about you and your sweater and it made me happy. And then it went out of my mind. Sometimes I think hanging out with you is the opposite of Twitter. But Because it's fun and nice. We started talking about capitalism and I remembered again. Yep. And now I'm angry. <laughs> friendshipping with Jen and Drin. <laughs> if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. If you want to follow me on Twitter and not like loop me in on your shitty hot takes, you can at Drin and Tonic. But more than that, follow Jen at Jen Dangerous. Two N's in Jen. The second N stands for not interested in your defense of Ellen DeGeneres. Hell yeah. Uh, if you'd like to send us a question, you can at friendshiping, friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. That's the one. Thank you to Alex Cox, our podfather and audio. Alex, say, say goodbye to everyone real quick. Goodbye. Please go to twoheadedgirlfm.com and listen to my show. Bye. Beep, boop, beep, 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 mm-hmm. bop. Thank you to Monica Verma for being our agent. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing our song. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for all of the design work. And thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem.